Uh, this morning, we're going to continue what we started on Sunday morning. If you weren't here Sunday morning, you can get, uh, I guess, the first service CD Sunday morning. And uh, we're looking at the, uh, the importance of your confession of faith. The importance of your confession of faith. This goes right along with Mark 11, 22, and 23. So we'll start with Mark 11, 22, and 23, where Jesus said to have faith in God. Jesus said, have faith in God. And then in verse 23, Jesus tells us how faith works. Jesus explains how faith works. And he makes it so simple that he literally said, anybody can do it. I don't know about you, but I've met some unusual people that I thought were uh, slow learners. But Jesus actually said, anybody can do this. Amen. Let's try it again. Anybody can do this. All right. So it don't make you special because you can do it because anybody can do it. Amen. I've met some questionable people, but actually anybody can do this. So Jesus said, here's how faith works. He said, whosoever, whosoever shall say, whosoever shall say, unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. So Jesus talks about faith. The Lord told me years ago, he said, the authority of the believer is not just available, it is necessary. In other words, he's not just telling you something that's a possibility. He's telling you something that will be mandatory for you to have victory in life and to overcome in life. He said, you will have to use your authority, and uh, mountains shall be removed. So the Lord told me years ago, he said, if you knew what was on the other side of your mountain, you would move it. <laughs> in other words, usually the enemy will throw some big thing in between you and God's best blessings for your life, and God's not going to do anything about it. He told you to do something about it. You talk to the mountain. He said, and that thing will be removed, cast into the sea. That means it will not come back. That means there will be no evidence it was ever there. In other words, that's the authority of the believer, and every believer has that authority, and so your word give you authority over devils and demons, evil spirits, and even circumstances that mountains will have to move, impossible things will have to get out of the way. It may look too big for you, but it is not too big for God. Amen. So Jesus said, here is exactly how faith works or how your faith works or how faith in God works. And Jesus begins by saying, whosoever, and he ends by saying, whatsoever. Whosoever shall have whatsoever. In other words, when he's trying to define the limitations of faith and what it will work on, he said it will work on whatsoever. Let's try that one more time. Come on, your faith in God will work on whatsoever. In other words, faith works the same in every area of life, and there's nothing in your life that will not respond to faith in God. When you have faith in God, amen? And so how faith works, Jesus tells us about the authority of the believer. And Smith Wigglesworth said years ago, one of my favorite quotes, he said, any person can be changed by faith no matter how they may be fettered. 
The word fettered is the old English word for bound. Any person can be changed by faith no matter how they may be bound. That means the devil cannot make a bondage that your faith cannot break off of you. When you have faith in God, faith in the name of Jesus, faith in the blood of Jesus, faith in the indwelling Holy Spirit, when you have faith in the Word of God, when you have faith in God, it will change every area of your life when you have faith in God. So the enemy, Satan, will constantly attack your faith and try to get you into unbelief or get you into fear. But when you live by faith and walk by faith, amen, feed your faith and then you exercise your faith, amen. I love Brother Copeland because he said when he first met Or Roberts, he said, that's the first man that I ever met that used his faith on purpose. All right, you ought to write that down. What a great quote, amen, from Or Roberts, the first man I ever met that used his faith on purpose. How many like to use your faith on purpose? Come on, today, I mean, right now, use your faith on purpose. Start talking to things that look immovable. Start talking to things that look impossible. Come on, use your faith on purpose. Start saying things that are just unlikely, even impossible that you could ever get there. But with God, all things are possible, and whosoever shall have what? Whatsoever, he saith. Woo, come on. You ought to do your lip exercises in the morning. Look in the mirror and say, I'm fixing to say a few things right now. Come on, I said, I'm fixing to say a few things right now. It's not enough to believe it. You're going to have to say and say and say. In other words, your words, it's the words of faith that make a difference. In other words, look in the mirror and say, amen, say, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life of whom shall I be afraid? In other words, it's not enough to believe that. You're going to have to say that. Come on, you got to put the word in your mouth. In other words, God's word works best with a voice. Come on, the voice of the Lord. The voice is what changes this world. The voice of the word. So you got to say it. And your voice is your address in the realm of the spirit. The moment you lift your voice, I guarantee you, God's GPS says, I just found you and salvation is on the way deliverance is on the way, healing is on the way, money is on the way because your faith now has an address. You lifted your voice. Come on, look at somebody and say, you can't be quiet about that. If you're a believer, you got to believe and speak. Come on now. If you have faith, you're going to have to say something about it. The devil's afraid you'll start talking about it. Yeah, come on, the devil don't care what you believe if you'll be quiet about it. But if you dare to believe God and you start declaring what you believe, that's the spirit of faith, man. That'll run the spirit of fear out, run the devil out. Amen. In other words, talk first thing in the morning. you got to have your faith working before your coffee starts working. I said, you got to have your faith working first thing in the morning. But I mean, when you get up, you say, I'm going to have to say a few things right now. Then throw in some of the Apostle Paul's great confession. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me in the life I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. What a confession of faith. What a declaration of faith. Amen, that word in your mouth. Or, or throw in some of Jesus' great confessions. What's one of his greatest? My, my, one of my favorite ones from Jesus is, my Father is greater than all. 
Let's try that one more time. How many of you know who your daddy is? Amen. When you've been born again, you got refathered by God, and you ought to say, my father is greater than all. His grace is greater. His word is greater. His mercy is greater. His power is greater. He is greater than all. Any situation, every sickness, every disease, every poverty, every lack, every circumstance, my father is greater than all. And if God is for me, it don't matter who is against me. If he gave me Jesus, he freely gives me everything. My father is greater than all. Come on. Come on, your natural father may be limited, but God, your father, he is unlimited. My father is greater. Go ahead and laugh for a minute and say, ha, ha, ha. Hallelujah. So what Jesus is simply saying is your faith in God, your faith in God must have a voice. Let's try it again. I said your faith in God must have a voice. It's not enough to be a believer. You're going to have to say what you believe. You're going to have to say because the authority is in your voice. Amen. That's why you don't always want to just be clapping. Amen. Some people clap at church all the time. Well, the devil ain't, ain't afraid of no clap. But if you start opening your mouth and speaking the word and praising God with your voice, come on now, your voice has that kind of authority. Amen. You have to lift your voice and say, amen. I agree with that. Glory to God. Jesus is Lord. You have to lift your voice. I said, you got to lift your voice. Come on now, whatever the devil meant for evil, God turns that thing around for your good. So no matter what's happening, the enemy may attack you on every side, but you have faith in God. Come on, and that's the last thing you will ever let go of on this side of eternity, and that is your confession of faith. I will not be silent. Come on, till the day I draw my last breath, I'm still going to be saying, thank you, Father God. Jesus is my Lord. I'm washed in the blood. I know I have eternal life. Praise the Lord. Your voice. Come on now, say something about it. What you going to say about that? One of my favorite stories I heard from John Osteen many years ago was he was talking about a school, you know, and the young guys were walking around the school, and one of the guys who was a bully, he was a bully and beat up everybody in the class, and that bully was walking around with a piece of paper. And uh, so his friend came up to him and said, what is that piece of paper? And he looked at it, and that bully said, that's the name of everybody in this class that I can whip. So his friend looked at it, and he said, hey, he said, you got my name on that paper. He said, you can't whip me. Take my name off that paper. And the bully said, okay. So he scratched his name out. Ah, come on, when you start speaking the word, you let the devil know, take my name off that paper because you can't whip me, amen, because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Scratch my name off of there. I'm redeemed by the blood. Come on, I've been delivered from the power of darkness. I've been translated into the kingdom of the Son of God. Jesus is my Lord. Well, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Woo! Amen. I believe God. I believe God. 
When did Paul say that? Third day of a 14-day storm. I believe God. Everybody cheer up. I believe God. Come on, those kind of people will irritate you when you're going through a tough time in your life, and they'll say, you need to get happy about it. You need to count it all joy. You need to cheer up. Everybody cheer up. I believe God. It shall be as he told me. Don't look like it right now. Don't feel like it right now, but I still believe God. I got a word from God. God said to me, everything's going to be all right. I believe God. That's the third day. Come on, 11 more days of trouble ahead. Go ahead and laugh. Come on. Come on. The spirit of faith announces the outcome in the middle of a storm. How many of y'all like to announce the outcome right in the middle of your trouble and say, I know it looks bad right now, but let me, let me tell you how this is going to turn out. Hallelujah. It's going to turn out blessed. Hallelujah. I know my Redeemer lives. I said, I know. I don't hope so, not maybe so. Don't feel like it. I know my Redeemer lives. Woo! Says the end, the Lord gave Job twice as much. Man, you go through trouble like that, you ought to say, devil, this going to cost you twice as much. <laughs> it's going to cost you twice as much. Come on, I'm going to possess a double measure of anointing, a double measure of revelation, a double measure of blessing. Hallelujah. I know my Redeemer lives. Woo! Come on, you ought to just shout about that. I know. I know. Come on, Leland B. Yeoman said, what's feeling got to do with knowing? Come on, no matter how you feel. We walk by faith and not by sight, not by feelings, not by circumstances. In other words, you got to get your tongue hooked up to your believer. Come on, not to your feelings. Get your tongue hooked up to your believer. You may have to tell somebody, say, excuse me a minute. My tongue's been hooked up to my flesh for about 30 minutes, and it's, and it's, it's destroying my life. Let me get my tongue hooked back up to my believer. Amen? Because when you believe and speak, I said, when you believe and speak, are y'all still here? Somebody said, what are you going to be doing today? I'm going to be living by faith all day long. Come on. Started out this morning. I mean, I'm going to live by faith all day long. You cannot afford three days of not living by faith. Amen? So Jesus said, here's how faith works. Praise the Lord. Whosoever. Let's try it again. Whosoever. Anybody can do this. Shall say. In other words, if your faith is not strong enough to move your mouth. Y'all sitting there with your teeth in your mouth. You know. Come on, if your faith is not strong enough to move your mouth. Some people talk about, if your faith is just strong enough to move your mouth. It'll move them out. In other words, the initial act of faith, praise the Lord. The initial act of faith, the first act of faith. Matter of fact, Jesus talked about the initial act of faith before he talked about believing. 
He talked about the initial act of faith, the middle act of faith, and the end act of faith, and that's moving your mouth. Whosoever shall say. Come on, believe those things which he saith. He shall have whatsoever he saith. You do not have the right to remain silent. <laughs> You're going to have to say something, amen. You're going to have to say something. And uh, when Trent and I fly on commercial airlines every once in a while, and uh, if we get in the exit row, then the, the stewardess come back there and say, uh, will you help us in the event of an emergency? Well, you know, a lot of times I just nod my head. And that lady, she says, you cannot nod your head. She said, if you're going to sit in the exit row, we need a verbal response. I said, yes, ma'am, I will help you in the event of an emergency. I will be the first one out the window, I guarantee you. <laughs> Not sure that's what she was looking for, but I told her I would help. Come on, we sit in church, and we got way too many believers. Come on, giving God a nod, you know, giving the preacher a nod. Jesus never said, whosoever shall nod, and a nod, he shall have whatsoever he noddeth. Come on now. He said, you're going to have to say something about this. He said, I need a verbal response if you're going to sit in that row. I need you to say something about it. Everything Jesus did on the cross demands a verbal response. I said, it demands a verbal response. I cannot be silent about it. I've got to say, oh, by his blood I am redeemed. By his blood I am washed. By his blood, hallelujah, I've been made a new creature in Christ. Demands a verbal response. Praise the Lord. I mean, if I, if I had a cowboy hat, I'd be doing that too. Praise the Lord. Amen. In other words, a verbal response. What are you going to say? Come on, say something in the morning. Say something in the afternoon. Come on, say something in the evening. If you wake up in the middle of the night, say, excuse me, I need to say something right now. My confession of faith, I'm holding fast to that confession. I'll not turn loose of it, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Woo! Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Sit down, sit down. Now, the saying, the saying part of faith. <laughs> Jesus made it so easy. He said anybody could do this. Just look around. I think anybody can do that. <laughs> Amen. As you're going to believe and speak the saying part of faith will take the whine out of your voice. All right, let's see if we can get over that whine. Because when you get around people that like to whine, usually they'll collect together 
And one of them will whine, the other one will whine better than that one. And they'll say, yeah, but you don't know how hot it is. And you don't know what I've been going through. And you don't know. And they'll whine a little bit more. And, you know, I can't get nobody to help me. Come on. In other words, they'll start whining about money. Then they find something else to whine about. How many of you like to shut down all the whining? Come on. And get victory in your voice. Come on. Get authority in your voice. Get a spirit of faith in your voice. Come on. Get confidence in your voice voice, amen, and lift your voice and declare, this is who I am, this is what I have, I can do what God says I can do, I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus, hallelujah, and Dad Hagen said, the most important and significant and valuable teaching in all the Word of God is you holding fast to your confession of faith, hold on tight. Come on, hold on tight to your confession of faith. Confession means to say the same thing or to agree with. To agree with God. Say what God says about it. Hallelujah. Amen. I grew up in a Pentecostal Spirit-filled church, Holy Ghost Church. Amen. In our church, we had, you know, the gifts of the Spirit and tongues and interpretation. My mom and dad using tongues and interpretation. Amen. And so uh, in, in church one time, there was a, a lady, you know, that she wanted to interpret the tongues, but this other lady would always jump in front of her and interpret the tongues. <laughs> so here come a message in tongues, and here came the interpretation. That lady jumped in front of her and interpreted it again, and it made her so frustrated. When that lady finished and sat down, she stood up and said, Thus saith the Lord, same a thing, same a thing. Listen, you don't always have to come up with something new. Come on, just stand up and say, thus saith the Lord, same a thing. I'm saying the same a thing I said last year about it, saying the same a thing I said yesterday. I'm saying the same a thing Jesus said about it. I'm agreeing with God. I'm just going to say the same a thing. <laughs> same a thing. You don't have to be that smart. Just say the same a thing. So your confession of faith simply means to say the same thing or to agree with God. And then it's so significant that Paul said in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 14, he said, let us hold fast the confession of our faith. Amen. Uses the word profession, same word as confession. Hold fast, hold on tight, don't turn loose of it. Hold on tight to your confession of faith. Come on, immediately when you make a confession of faith, it seems that the devil will challenge you immediately. Let's try this out because I feel like slapping somebody already this morning. I said, have y'all seen that, that new sport called the power slap? <laughs> it's on Facebook all the time. But two guys stand and slap each other. Bam, bam, bam. I thought, wow, we did that in Bible school. So, so, something to slap all the unbelief out of you. Huh? <laughs> I'll give you a power slap. Holding fast. Hold on tight. Hold on tight. To your confession of faith. 
Then in Hebrews 10, 23, he says the same thing. Hold fast to your confession of faith. And then he says, without wavering. Woo, come on, no wavering allowed. Come on, you can't say one thing on Sunday, something else on Monday, something else on Tuesday. Hold fast to your confession of faith without wavering. Without wavering. Let's try this out. Without wavering. Dad Hagen said, even if failure is on all four corners. Let's try it again. Even if failure is on all four corners. In other words, all you can see in all directions is failure. In the middle of that, you hold fast to your confession of faith without wavering because God is faithful that promise. He is faithful that promise. So I'm holding on tight. Without wavering. Woo! Come on, this will make you want to grab a corn stalk, swing out over hell, and spit in the devil's eye. I'm telling you, the devil is a liar. Come on, we walk by faith and not by sight, and faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Come on, this is our faith right now. This is our victory. Woo! Hold fast. Don't turn loose of it. Praise the Lord. Amen. We have a pastor friend in South Carolina, uh, Pastor Eddie. He might be watching. I don't know. He, he's a great friend of ours. So he grew up in the country. I mean, he used to grow up so much in the country and um, that, that they didn't even, they had a path. You know, they didn't have a bathroom or in the house. That's where he grew up. Now he's super blessed. But, boy, he grew up poor, you know, and living, you know, they raised chickens and then he said he had a bulldog named Booger. <laughs> he said, that Booger, he said, that Booger was a, was a rough, tough bulldog, man. So if they, they wanted to get any hogs, you know, they let the other dogs loose first. And once the other dog kind of located that hog, then they let Booger loose. Once they let Booger loose, that hog didn't have a chance, man. Booger get a hold of that hog and he wouldn't turn loose for nothing. He'd hold on to him and lock his jaws till his eyeballs would roll back in his head. He said, you'd have to take, he said, we would take a steel bar with us on the hog hunts. He said, because we had to put that steel bar in Booger's jaw to get him to turn loose of that hog. We had to pry his jaws loose. Whoa, wouldn't that be something if you had some Booger, booger faith? Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> you say, wait, we fixed and let Booger loose here. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, we're going to let Booger loose. Come on. And while the storm's going on and sense, sense knowledge and feelings everywhere, come on, Booger got a hold of the promises of God. You got a hold of God. And you said, I ain't turning loose. I'm holding fast to my confession of faith. I'll be saying the same thing tomorrow that I said today. I wake up in the middle of the night. I'll be saying the same thing. You know, I'm holding tight to my confession of faith without wavering. Y'all ought to shout about that. I said, no wavering allowed. I said, with no wavering allowed. For he is faithful. Woo, let's try it again. I said, God is faithful. 
I said, God is faithful. Faithful is he who called you, who also will do it in your spirit, in your soul, in your body. God is faithful. Woo! A blood covenant confession. Let's try this out of her. I said, your confession of the word is a blood covenant confession. Come on, that God's gifts and his calling are, are irrevocable. He will not change his mind. He said, my covenant, I will not break nor alter the thing that has gone out of my mouth. That means forever, oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Your confession. Amen. Hold on tight. Hold on tight. No matter how you feel, no matter how things look, hold on tight. If you understand the significance and importance of this subject of your confession, then you'll no longer ask people how they're feeling. You'll ask them what? What is your confession? Let's try this out over here. I said, you'll no longer ask people how you feel. How you feeling? How you feeling? How are you feeling? Come on. In other words, your victory is in your confession. Your confession of faith, hallelujah. What is your confession? Amen. What are you going to say about that? Because you're facing a challenge. Now, what are you going to say? In the middle of that battle and you have a fight of faith going on, you say, I need to hold fast to my confession that Jesus has redeemed me. I'm washed in his blood. I'm blessed coming in and blessed going out. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm redeemed by the blood of the lamb. Hallelujah. His blood cleanses me from all sin, from all unrighteousness. I've been made the righteousness of God in Christ. There is no guilt, no shame that can hound me, harass me, or torment me by the blood of Jesus. So the blood of Jesus will shut every other mouth in your life, every other voice in your life. Woo! Hallelujah. Woo! Ha, ha. Hold on tight. Woo. Amen. Hold on tight. The Lord is. Amen. My shepherd I shall not want. I do not lack. I do not lack for ability. I do not lack for opportunity. And I never lack for money. I like what Wigglesworth said. He said, my father God always takes care of me in grand style. Man, when I heard him say that, I thought, man, this guy raised 23 people from the dead. And he said, my father God always takes care of me in grand style. Amen. So I said, I drive the best, wear the best, eat the best, live in the best. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And I give the best. Oh. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So your confession of faith, or you could say it this way, there is no faith without the confession of faith. Y'all still with me here? Come on, because you got to understand, understand how faith works. There is no faith functioning if there's no confession of faith. 
In other words, your faith demands. Faith demands. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's try it again. Faith demands a voice. It must be spoken. Amen. It must be spoken. So what you're going to say, what's your confession? Well, you ought to be ready. I said, you ought to be ready. Somebody says, uh, uh, what, you, what, what do you got to say? Come on, what's your confession? You say, uh, how much time you got? Come on, how much time you got? Because I got four major categories of my confession. You just ask, which one do you want? Because I got four major categories. <laughs> Amen. The first major category is what happened from the cross to the throne. What happened when Jesus went to the cross and shed his blood, and then when he was raised from the dead and took his blood into heaven itself and obtained eternal redemption for us. Now, I got a confession about the blood of Jesus. In other words, you got a list of confessions about the blood, what it does in heaven, what it does in your heart, what it does over hell, what it does over the devil, what it does over every accusation, what it does over sickness, what it does against poverty. And the blood of Jesus is effective in every area. There's not one thing in me the blood does not cleanse. Woo! Praise the Lord. Number two, your confession, is your identification with Christ and who you are in him. There's at least 130 of those. You ought to be ready. Amen. Somebody say, can you give me five in Christ scriptures? And they go, oh, let me see. Let me find my Bible. You shouldn't have to find your Bible for that. Amen. Yeah. Five in Christ scriptures. Amen. Uh, when we were raising our kids, Aaron was a little boy, at least a little girl, and we'd take him to school. On the way to school, I'd say, I'm going to give you five in Christ scriptures all the way to school, and I want you to repeat them after me. Say this. I'm a new creature in Christ. And you know what that means? That, that doesn't just mean I'm saved. That means I'm a new kind of a creature that never existed before. I look like a regular person on the outside, but on the inside, I got the same life. I've got the same authority that's in Christ. I'm a new creature in Christ. My spirit has eternal life. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Everything's new. All right, what's your next one? We always did Philippians 2.13. For it is God that works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. What does that mean? When you feel like you don't have the desire, God is working in you, giving you the desire, amen, and the ability or the power to do what he's called you to do. Oh, let's go to Ephesians 2.10 real quickly. Oh, we are the workmanship of God created in Christ Jesus unto good work which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Man, all the way to school, I'm telling you, you ain't like a regular kid. Come on. You're redeemed, washed in the blood. That's your confession. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So your confession of your identification, who you are in Christ. Then the next one is what Jesus is doing for you right now at the right hand of God. Wow, what's he doing right now? Right now, at the right hand of God, you have a high priest, come on, who knows exactly how you're feeling. 
and has overcome in all points. Amen. He is praying for you. He is able to save you to the uttermost, seeing he ever lives to make intercession for you. Woo, let's try it one more time. I said he is able to save you to the uttermost. He ever lives to make intercession. Lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Well, I know Jesus is praying for me. And everybody in the body of Christ is praying. I'm getting in there somehow because Jesus is praying for me. And he is able to save, deliver, heal, restore to the uttermost. He ever lives to make intercession for me. Boy, that's your confession of faith. Amen. Amen. The last category, oh, this is a good one too, man is your confession of the indwelling Holy Spirit that he lives in you, what he's doing on the inside of you and who he is on the inside of you, and then your confession of what the Word of God does in you and through you. So you got four major categories of your confession of faith. Praise the Lord. That's your, that's your homework. I said, that's your homework. <laughs> if you ever studied for a test, this would be one you want to study for. Because you pass this test, it'll take you to your destiny. Come on, I said the devil can't stop your destiny. Come on, when you're holding fast to your confession of faith, declaring what God has done for you in Christ, who you are in him, what the blood does for you, what the blood does in you. Come on, what the blood has done in heaven, what the blood does over every devil and every demon. I'm washed in the blood. In other words, you cannot be silent about it. You've got to say it.